I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. All right. Transplaining fans. Jordan Gray here with you for another episode of my aforementioned podcast. The name of the transplaining game is for a celebrity guest to ask me a big and a small question, which I'll attempt to answer uh, without any core knowledge on that subject whatsoever. Uh, today is the turn of multi-award winning comedian, singer and writer Rubin Kay, who has jetted in from Australia just so he could be in the studio with us today. The other thing about this podcast is that it's double bang for your buck, double money for your money. That's an expression I just made up. Because you also get a special celebrity co-host. You get two for the price of whatever you're paying for this podcast. Joining me on the podcast uh, today is my special co-host. I'm very delighted to bring into the studio comedian, writer and social media sensation, Rosie Holt. Rosie Holt, you're here now. Hello, I Are you am. All right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And it annoying when someone talks for ages, but you're just sitting there waiting. Yeah, you end up smiling inanely. That's yeah, what I do. That's nice. Smiling well, and nodding. So you pick your camera oh, hello. and a little smile. Yeah. Rosie, you're really nice and we don't spend hardly enough time together because you're proper funny in that. Thank you. So are you. Thanks. <laughs> That's a nice thing to say about each other. I'm going to say some things about you now. Okay. Because it's all official. Yeah, I'm ready. Rosie is an actor and writer best known for her viral internet videos on Twitter. Mm, Twitter, you say. Oh, she is a winner of the Chortle Social Media Award 2022. She attended drama school in Lambda, where she gained a BA honours in acting. Well done, you. Because I haven't got none of them. Rosie is host of the satirical podcast Non-Censored. You do I, loads of things. I loved that. That was great. I do bits and bobs. You're yeah. busy. You're well busy. Yeah. Right. So I'm not a particularly politically savvy yeah. person. And I might have said this to you before. I get all my politics from you and Suze Kempner <laughs> off Twitter. That's how I know about anything. You do parodies and that. Yeah, I do parodies. Thing about parody, it's complicated nowadays because they used to be very obvious when a parody was a parody. And now there's quite a massive subsection of society that will just believe whatever you say because they've already decided what they think. Yeah, completely. Is that weird? Yeah, it's quite weird. Um, the people get very angry. Sometimes I'm not sure how many people are following me who still think I am a Tory MP. Yeah, until I met you just now properly, yeah. I even had my doubts. This is a podcast for having fun and having yes. a laugh. And there's a sense of openness and joy about it. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you just a big question, but it's like a silly question. Okay. Do you ever feel a sense of responsibility for all those people who do think you're a Tory MP <laughs> and believe everything you say and act accordingly? Like idiots, sort of. And I... I've said that now and that's <laughs> staying. Basically, when idiots believe you because they're like idiots, do you feel like oh no, that they're going to go off and keep being idiots because I've told them to do it or whatever. Yes, there is a sense of responsibility, but I think only if they went, what a good idea this Tory MP is saying. <laughs> what a good idea. What a brilliant idea. And no one's done that. The only time I, I did that was I did, um, I pretended to be an anti-masker and it was a really ridiculous sketch and so many people believed it. Yep. And I said that people were sort of chanting shame at me in Tesco's and things like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, they weren't. 
<laughs> I thought that See, was the post story. Convincing. I thought that you said that had happened, and then people are like us no, lefties yeah. going shame Rosie Holt. Shame, and that they'd I'd gone to the frozen food aisle and they'd put a bell around my neck and things like that. And I thought it was quite obviously a joke, and lots of people didn't. But there were some anti-vaxxers and anti-mask people who got in touch with me, and they were like, "Keep fighting the good fight. We believe in you." And then I did feel I felt guilty because oh, no. I didn't want people to actually believe that and be like this poor woman's been persecuted for not wearing a mask yeah so i had to go oh thank you but <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually uh, it's a joke hey. i sort of thought that about like donald trump and nazis because he never said he wasn't a nazi and yeah. all these nazis were like we like you at no point was he like not a nazi <laughs> i love the idea of him being in his little office like oh thanks <laughs> Thank nazis. thanks thanks nazis so nice nazis it's annoying when you just want to do your art isn't it yeah and people take it really serious i mean it's, we take it seriously but as art yeah as real life people get very upset don't they yeah i've done some art on yeah Channel i was 4, gonna say and it was just art this. and it, people was annoyed those people liked it though lots of people liked it but also what i found funny was around the discourse about that is people getting so serious having such serious people uh, said i should be arrested yeah for doing some art it was crazy and i was i was reading some of that and i was going None of you seen some of the stuff that Channel 4 has put on. It's not like that. they've always been pushing boundaries and doing exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was exciting. Chill out, people. Chill out, says Chill Rosie Holt. Out. Rosie Holt, we're going to bring in our special guest, Ruben Kay, very, very shortly. Do you have any areas of expertise that you think might help? Because the whole point of podcasts yeah. is we just answer questions as quick as we can, not as quick as we can, yeah. but as accurately as we can, but having no knowledge about them. Okay. Is there anything that you know? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. So, Rosie don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Um, Ruben Case could come in now. It's going to be accepted. I'm so excited, right? It's, me and Ruben got on really well at the Fringe this year. He's yeah. really nice to me. And now I'm going to talk to him, like looking at him all close up. And also, Ruben bought, he bought like cakes. Bloody brownies. I've got a little Portuguese nuts. What a great guy. I'm super, super excited. Joining us now in the Transplaining Podcast special guest, Ruben Kay. Here is an ident doing an ident. I don't know how it sounds. Hello? Hello? Am I there? You're in. You're in. Can you hear yourself? Um, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. We can bring you up if you want. Oh, can you just a touch? Hello? Hello? I can hear you. We're all in the same room. <laughs> no, but it's all... <laughs> it's all... Ruben Kay, who is now in the studio, you are an internationally renowned cabaret host with loads and loads of awards, previous residencies in London, Berlin and Stockholm. You've got loads of awards in that, but as Ian McKellen did say to me, the real award is the love and laughter of the audience. Did you reckon actually, that's did probably he true? Say that's yeah, he come to see my show in oh. Edinburgh. He's um, he's nice. Do you reckon that's true that it's uh, the best award is people like what you do? Can I pay for a Manhattan at the Ritz with applause? <laughs> Yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. Then Ian McKellen fucking lied to you. (laughs) That old poof fed you a line. He will love that. I'm absolutely joking. No, of course. I think the one of the the best things about what I get to do is I perform queer material for queer audiences, and that work allows audience members to feel seen, connected to, or spoken to in a way that perhaps they don't in a mainstream world. Mm -hmm. For instance, we just did a Pride cruise in Australia. And uh, recently in Australia, we had to close uh, an event for queer youth because there was a lot of threats of neo-Nazi action, uh, which is so, and they, they closed it. They closed the event. So like, we want to safeguard the safety of these kids. It was a 16 to 25 year old age range of kids to come in and make bracelets 
and make friends and listen to queer DJs and have like drag queens perform in a safe, kids-friendly event. And the neo-Nazis shut it down. Uh, so we, I did a pride cruise really soon after that. And it was really apparent that in many ways, our community still has to travel 500 kilometers out to sea to find a safe space. Absolute wow. madness. And that, that gig, that applause, that the vibe in the room when you're, you've been to one of the K-holes. I very much enjoy your you K-hole. You performed. Absolutely gorgeous. It's incredible. A show. How long have you been running the K-Hole? So I performed at Edinburgh Fringe and it's your mixed bill night that you host. Mm. It is a powerhouse. Rosie Holt, you just met Ruben K, like yes. just now outside. Ruben is, I'd describe, as like if an angel and an alien king had a baby <laughs> and then it, that baby come out and was the best person ever. I, no, do you know <laughs> what? I've like got that. that. The, the I whole, got that from yeah. our five-minute chat beforehand. It's so yeah. nice. But I, I well, here's the thing. Well, I, what I do, Rosie Holt, is yeah. I perform comedy much Stop like yourself it. i know right but it's for Stop like a very it. broad audience you? so then when i'm in front of a ruben k audience like queer audiences it's a sudden sense of oh shit i don't need to like explain everything anymore they know stuff so give them a bit more nuance and i'm sort of yet to hit that there's a that, short there's you know, a shorthand with the audience yeah shorthand and i think also performing for straight audiences like i cut my teeth performing for straight audiences and as a queer performer a lot of the comedy came from pushback yeah. From transgression from fuck you. Can I swear on this thing? You did. And of course you can. Right. That's really sweet of you to ask. Um, uh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really good about that. I've never sworn just like for no reason. Jordan Gray just called me a bitch. I love unbelievable. Right, sorry, I'm going to bottom for Jordan Gray. <laughs> You're not a bottom for anyone. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, or well, the comedy is about transgression and about pushing back and saying, fuck you, and there's anger in it. Mm -hmm. But when you suddenly start performing for a queer audience, you realize that that anger can never be directed at the audience. It doesn't right. work. The comedy doesn't work. It's about collecting the collective anger yep. and focusing it and directing it out to the systems that are, you know, fighting and taking away our rights. And then what that means is the comedy becomes celebration and there's something ecstatic about that. It's and an elevating. Yeah. It's amazing. You have this open, I don't think it's an opening spiel. It's somewhere in the middle and you're sat there in a dress that goes on for counties and counties. And it, yeah, all the all the issues with the world, and you run around through them so so fast, and suddenly all that anger it is elevated. And it comes out like a volcano, and then we're like, oh, so it's in the ether. The anger's in the ether, and we're here celebrating. It's very powerful stuff, Rosie Holt. LGBT plus, yay or nay? Nay, <laughs> nay. What am I doing on here? <laughs> Do you like the gays? Yeah. Um, Next, Israel. It's complicated, <laughs> isn't it? So, <laughs> Rosie's sort of the politically Gays minded. Israel, of us. that's podcast I want to go on. Is there anything yeah. that you won't touch with your. Jizrael. Jizrael. <laughs> that takes it away from politics completely and just makes me think of an undercleaned subway. <laughs> it's just that you should never Gisrael. touch Jizrael. Please start a podcast called Jizrael. That, that's what's yeah. going to happen if we nationalise the rails, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosie Holt, is there any area that you perhaps won't go near with your comedy? I don't. No, I think sometimes I get message, angry messages from Ruben's people going... getting nude. I'm oh, sorry, hello. Rosie. I'm so, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, it's not just your shtick. No, stop nicking my act. Rosie Holt, I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> um, please continue. Is there any subjects I wouldn't touch? Yes. I'm not sure. I get messages from people going, why haven't, you, why haven't you done a video on this subject? Don't you care about this subject? Which is a bit... Which I try to ignore because you can't deal with it on anything. I don't think actually talking of Israel and Palestine. I don't think, I don't think I'd do a video on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but just, also, yeah. sometimes you just don't know enough. Exactly. But exactly. Do, you, do you think in what you do, one of the things 
a way, not a way around it, but the thing you're actually talking about is not necessarily Israel, Palestine, the issue at hand. Yeah. It's how bungling and incompetent the the Tories themselves are about that issue. So Completely. You're, so you're lampooning yeah. them, yeah. not the subject. Yeah. And I think some the problem is, is sometimes there is some confusion with that. That's, I've had in the past people getting that what I'm doing is a joke, but they're angry with me for doing that subject. People confuse subject and object yeah. in humour a lot. I just meant to say object before, not subject. Oh, I really like that. I like that confusion. It made my brain go in strange directions. <laughs> I couldn't control. Oh, it's going to be different when we leave this room. <laughs> I suspect it's probably a good time right now to drop in with Ruben Kay's big question. Have you got like a big question for me and Rosie to help? Yeah, okay. I actually do. As um, the public person who lives their life in the public eye, who is also incredibly... <laughs> Sex positive yeah. um, and sexually active, you know, doing my work in the community. <laughs> I, <laughs> I sometimes think to myself, should I be so brazen with sharing my pics, you know, my, my dick pics or my sex stuff and videos of me having sex? And other people have warned me about it. And then I thought, well, what happens if it does get out? Like, what is... And I, uh-huh. I just, so my big question, and this is like a small thing to a big thing. Mm-hmm. My big question is, is privacy a myth? Ooh. That's brilliant. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. really, really nice. Rosie. Yes. You've, you, right. You do parodies. People yeah. know your face and like it. When you're out and about, what is, the, let's start with that. What sort of reaction do you get when you're out and about, when you have that interaction? Uh, so it, it's usually very positive. People coming up and saying nice things. However, I know lots of people hate me like I know they do. Yeah. And so sometimes it's weird because I'll be out somewhere and I will get someone glare, glare. You know, you can tell when someone's looking at you and you're going, does this person, <laughs> does this person not like me because they've seen my stuff and they hate me? Or, or maybe they just, they've just seen me walk in a shop and they've decided I don't like this person. I don't know. It makes you a bit sort of paranoid sometimes, I think. But then does that make you, in, in the vein of what we're talking about, yeah. when you get a bad thing said, yeah. does it make you think, I, don't, I, might, I might be a little bit more closed in and not share all of myself? Do you ever think? I mean, it's yeah, different definitely. when you've got like a character, I suppose, that you're behind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's very much your face. It's very much my face. I think, do you know what? <laughs> it's not someone else's. It's like 100% your face. It's 100 You're really selling yourself short. It's all of your face my and assets. Right, face. Is there. Well, what I have got more wary about, you know, is sharing my own opinions, actually. Oh, so not penises, not but penises, opinions. Not penises, Don't share opinions. your opinion pics. What's Same as. Yeah. Well, sometimes I, you know, I don't. <laughs> I'll often share my opinions during sex, <laughs> yeah. and it's really not very well taken. Yeah, you shared your penis and opinions yeah. with the nation. With They're the like, nation. whoa, too Didn't soon. Like One or the too other, soon. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One or the other. I was thinking about that as you were talking. Just by the way, I'm sorry to jump in because you said, yeah, look at what Channel Four does, yeah. and they continually have naked attraction. Yes. Which is, I mean, some pretty objectionable people go on that show mm. and some great people and some, you know, penises of all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. The issue here was that there was a pair of tits on top of it. Yeah. It's like yeah. one of them flip books as a kid where you have to match a policeman and a fireman <laughs> and, a, but I just... and then someone's left it open on the wrong page. <laughs> this is not what I want my kids to see. <laughs> I just love that the nation's misogyny also applies to penises. Yeah. Yes, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, That's nice. Yeah, it's like a feminine one. Like there's different species of oceanic slug and they're all pretty much the same thing but do you know what I mean I didn't even know there was an oceanic slug oh they're brilliant they're what all colourful do they are they slug in the water is that basically it yeah mm. that's a muddy <laughs> water oh it is literally yeah, what it says on the tin <laughs> there's also a small fish 
that um, to hide away from prey hides in the anus of the <gasps> cucumber. Oh, no, I don't like it. And just what? lives no, there. Stop there's it. like There's footage of it online of it crawling, just being like, whoa, predators. Right. Like that. Ruby oh. K, I think this is a first. You might have answered your own question there. If you want <laughs> privacy in this world, <laughs> what you got to do is climb up inside the aris of a giant cucumber. And un- just do it. Yeah, just be in there. You can do whatever you like in that cucumber. I do What's think- it going to say? I ain't got a map. <laughs> I do think it's a really interesting question, though, because it depends how you define privacy. Sometimes mm. I think it's not a myth, but who's in charge of your own privacy? So do you in, know what in I mean? This hu- oh, yeah. In this like world of, I don't know, the world just seems to get bigger and bigger and yet tinier and tinier. Yeah. And whenever I get another thing saying, do you accept all these cookies? Do you accept all these cookies? Look, you were giving you the choice. I'm like, it's not a fucking choice. Someone else already has all of my cookies. Apple's had its hand in my cookie jar for years. (laughs) Like, everyone has and everything. I'm just like, accept it. I don't care. Have all my data. Yeah. It makes a sense. I'm like, do you know how boring my life is? I'm already, like, so tiny in the world. And I already matter so little, like all of us, that my world is just mine. So fuck it, have it all. I don't care about it. Oh, well, there's been a data breach and someone might have your Medibank details. I'm like, as long as you just don't try and take my money, but that's yeah. the which thing is, I need could, to live. But they could take your money. We don't have that much to take. Actually, I don't know why I said don't. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know, but it's interesting. I own 6,000 pounds from Edinburgh. Unless unless you've got your pin number on your penis. I'm sorry to keep bringing it up. I don't think that's going to be an issue for what you're talking about. And can I just say, I zoomed (laughs) in on that Channel 4 footage. Couldn't find yours. No. Couldn't find the pin number. There wasn't enough room. Gina, can I just say, as a caveat, I, um, you know, sometimes uh, I get sent aggressive dick pics. Oh, yeah. Do you? And Yeah, yeah, just from uh, people who like uh, men going, Oh, you're not funny, bitch. And then they show a picture of their little penis. That's bizarre, though, because that's two different things. Yeah, yeah. They're not like, they're not like, um, hey, hey sexy, pe- here's my penis. They're like angry yeah. penis. But the reason why I bring this up is because this one guy, and he, he did it with a few sort of women with, with kind of high profiles online. He, he sort of did a picture of him with his penis out and was like, yeah, suck on this. And in the background, he had he had like his passport open, <laughs> like on purpose. I don't think so because then what happened is one of the girls said said oh hello and then sort of wrote out his name and date of birth and she said she said put up an apology video or I'm gonna dox fu-. you yeah so he did he put up this like really shameful where he was like oh really really sorry but the thing is he oh, um that's nice yeah but then he kind of. He he forgets, and then a few months later, you'll get another picture of him with his penis, and then you just what you do is you just sort of reply back with his full name and date of birth, and then he goes fuck off, bitch, and then he deletes it again. It's it's amazing how he <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, bitch. What a writer for our times. You, you might have thought he'd developed something over the time. It sounds then if if it's flirting, isn't it? If you want a, a sort of a concise transplanation, I think what me and Rosie are saying, yeah. Is that so long as you keep <laughs> your data and you really separate <laughs> at all times, there shouldn't be a don't cross the streams. It's the old Ghostbusters don't analogy. Cross but the here's streams. can I say as a gay man, yeah. I send shock. I send your dick pics. I'm not very yeah, yeah. but also I kind of think I don't care. That's I'm not nice. gonna send That's a right. dick pic yeah. to someone, it's a, in a consensual kind of way yeah. that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. 
all the bad ones, I just take them to the bin. But even then, I'm like, well, hang on, they're in my photos, which are in the cloud, which go to the bin. Is the bin really the bin? What am I really throwing away? Yeah. Is throwing away anything even an illusion anymore? I, love I that- hate you, Lana Wachowski, for making me go down this rabbit <laughs> I, hole. I love that dick pics has become such an existential crisis. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the Kafka of my life is summed <laughs> up by dick pics. Also, do you ever have... I'm, I'm, the, so, I'm the Camus of cockpits. Have you had um, <laughs> the what of cockpits? Camus, he's just like a French fucking philosopher, <laughs> existentialist author. It's a I wanky it. thing. Don't say it's a wanky thing. It is for some people. <laughs> it's, but... It literally is for me. <laughs> yeah. Just... Just go and put your willy alone in a room and it'll turn into a big beetle and nobody will, and they'll shut it away forever and it'll be fine. Right, okay. So the the, the whole point of this podcast is that you leave with an explanation that you feel oh. satisfied with. Yep. Rosie seems to think that it's bad to send dick pics if it's not warranted. Yes. Because yep. Rosie is funny and don't deserve dick pics unless she wants them. Unless they want not, them. Yeah, yeah, and I asked for. Yeah, Again, oh, yeah. don't do it without asking ever. Yeah, don't have your passport in the background. Don't have your credit card there. No. Don't have your bank. Don't have your birth certificate there, and we're all good. He's gonna send. Yeah, you do, he does look like he's doing it right it. now. And his little face as well. He it's like not happy. even. It's not even gonna be like a picture of a mole rat. So it's gonna be a lovely penis. I've got. My, I've got my phone on airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> just on airplane oh no! Mode. You just sent it to the cloud. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. no. That's okay, what airplane. Only, they, only if your passport's not in there, otherwise it's fine. Oh fuck! They've but, tricked us. British or Australian passport. People can because. They can get hold of our WhatsApps, right? Because yeah, obviously, yeah. like politicians have had their WhatsApp sort of hacked. I worry that I just think, God, if my WhatsApp all got on the internet, people would hate me. Not because I'm saying anything particularly bad, uh, but you know, like it's all in context of certain friends that you have a certain um, locker room banter. Locker room banter. <laughs> just good old locker I, room banter. The um, one thing I have to, I, Jordan's checking your phone, so now I have to come through <laughs> with the thing. No, um, you do the, what you do. You do what you do. You just do, do. what you do best. The, um, I really enjoyed Dolce & Gabbana's apology like a few years ago when they were sort of really po-faced. They made them uh, this ad for their products yeah. with um, uh, a woman, a Chinese woman or an Asian woman trying to eat pizza with chopsticks with legitimately music behind it. Uh. All of Asia started burning the Dolce & Gabbana, boycotting and like publicly on social media, I'm burning my thousands of dollars of Dolce & Gabbana. And then they, Diet Prada, this other um, creator online, leaked their <sighs> chats and they're like, I hate the Chinese, blah, blah. And there's really racist chats and really upset some horrible things about sort of gay marriage and testing, blah, blah, blah. And then they made this amazing apology where they're both just sat facing the camera, like really po-faced, going, we are sorry. Um, our Instagram was hacked. Yes, that's what happened. It was hacked. And I'm like, first off, the only accent I can do is Bella Lugosi. I really but- <laughs> But I was like, that's genius. Oh, I said something awful. Oh, I was um I was um hacked. <laughs> I was hacked. That makes me laugh. That makes me chuckle. I'm gonna start saying that if anyone takes any issue with anything I say online, hacked. In hacked. that accent. In that uh, accent. Yeah, I do a video, a positive video, and that and this is my real voice. I don't know what voice <laughs> I'm doing now. Uh, I was hacked. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you do go. You're, you're... I want to see that the next video. <laughs> your transformation for me and Rosie is don't send it. You have your passport and apologise in that accent. Yeah. If you do. Yeah. There we go. Solved. It's time to move. Did you just do my accent then? (laughs) We've done it. Oh, we're up a fucking chimney solving things. Oh, it's catching. Let's now do some fast-paced, quick-fire listeners' questions with an ident. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Time for your listeners' questions, which Ruben and Rosie will help me transplain Eric Littleton, Littleton from Manchester. Why don't more people sleep with eye masks on? Curtains are generally rubbish. Do you sleep with an eye mask, Ruben Kay? I didn't until I got given one and then my world changed. <gasps> right. What are the benefits? Tell us a benefit. Well, the one that I have has got a noise cancelling headphone. <gasps> the I've got a nose. A music cozy. Yeah, my flatmate not gave a, me that. Not a plug. Yeah. Amazing. You've got one as well, Rosie, then? Yeah, I've got Good. those. Up. Oh, well, the problem is, is, in the middle of the night, I, like, tear it off my head. Do you do that? Are you having night terrors? <laughs> <laughs> and then if I'm trying to want my alarm to wake me up, I'm worried that it won't because it'll be in the headphones. I, I grew up sleeping in um, a... Uh, Bin. A, no, <laughs> legitimately, a windowless room with a skylight that I couldn't close. Wow. My first, not grew up, when I yeah. first moved yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I was working in clubs, so I'd work all night, and then I'd sleep in the day. So I've learned to sleep through anything and everything in daytime. But I didn't realise the quality of sleep once I put on mm, yeah. like, a pitch black room or a pitch black eye mask. Okay. I was amazed. I yeah. think of every two or second or third night I wake up thinking I'm going to die. And I don't think I've got sleep apnea, but I just wake up and I forget what air is and I get confused for water. So what I really am is thirsty. And I'll You've go, been reading I the Daily breathe. Mail. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And then my wife will be like, have a sip. And I'm like, I don't need water, I need air. And I'll sip and go, oh, yeah, that's what I need. So there's something in my brain that forgets what those two things are. Will an eye mask help that? I don't know. Eric from Lytle. Maybe, maybe, maybe make it damp. A nice damp eye mask. <laughs> I just, that's what I they're think, missing. I think curtains are better, to be honest with you. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, but is... Eric Littleton? Yeah. Is Eric Littleton saying that curtains don't block out enough light? Yeah, he says that he's obviously he needs, he needs better curtains. There you go. There you There's go. your answer, better Eric curtains. Littleton. Sazzle from Dorchester. I'd love that that's not made up. Which is the deadliest of the seven deadly sins, or are they all equally deadly? Just to remind everybody, uh, they are envy, gluttony, greed, lust, pride, sloth, and wrath. Is there a deadliest one? Greed. Greed. It happened to Elsa at the end of um, oh, the Holy Grail, Last Crusade. Indiana Jones, she was reaching for that oh, grail. Oh, you're and fell into right. The I thought you were right. talking about Frozen. Then I was going to be like, yes, yeah, so was I. That's exactly no, the what first I was Elsa. <laughs> the first and the only Elsa I truly love. Yeah. Right, she was right. great, wasn't she? Because she was always like, wearing gloves. Sexy Nazi. Yeah. Or Nazi adjacent. She yeah. wasn't, yeah, she wasn't actually She was Nazi. a Coco Chanel collaborator to survive. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? She was just doing what she had to do. She's just doing what she had to do. Envy can be deadly, but for the other person. I've, I've killed so many you know, I was gonna say, cockney I think transgender envy. people <laughs> to get where I am. They are not safe. Yeah. 
Um, I think envy. Wait, is jealousy one envy is what? No. Envy is jealousy. Same uh, minute. Same thing. Because of the meaning. Yeah, of that one, that's what I was going to say. I think that was probably okay. the worst. That's the most malicious. Where the others, they're, they're not necessarily malicious. Are but they? then maybe wrath is. Wrath. God, Dad. Wrath. Is it wrath or wrath for lots of animals? Is it wrath or wrath? It's whatever you want. Grapes of wrath. Grapes, grapes of, of wrath. Gra- that's what I call hemorrhoids. <laughs> Your grapes of the grapes wrath. Of, oh, I've got the grapes of wrath. It's Timothy Roth. He gave them to me. My dad once told me that he had two hemorrhoids and he named them. Oh, yeah, the Chuck Brothers. I think he called them like Glenn and Linda. Glenn and Linda. That's very Glenn very the hemorrhoid. I don't know if he wants that out there, but you know, here we go, Dad. The There's worst, no privacy. Uh, uh, Sazzle from Dorchester. The worst one probably is greed. And I'll tell you mm. for why. Because jealousy is just wanting something that somebody else has got, which is greedy. So yeah. I think Ruben's right. It's probably greed, isn't it? It's all greed. <sighs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they said, I've got a Roly Jones. And I thought it was Rosie Jones. I was like, that's very, very sweet. But it's not. So that's fuck right. you, Rosie yeah, Jones. Yeah, the other Rosie Jones. <laughs> Rosie Jones. Other, there she's, is the battle she's, of the Rosies. Her episode on my podcast yeah. is airing today. Oh, and brilliant. in it, she... She calls me a cunt so many times. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a guest in my home, my podcast. <laughs> Rosie will go in hard on you having just met you. Yeah. First time I met yeah. Rosie Jones, obviously, because it takes her a little long to say things. And she knows that some of us, when you first meet her, are being a bit patronising. I did it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, go on. So I'm listening to her story. And she told this really long story about spirituality <laughs> and becoming yourself, which ends with, and then at the end of the day, I think you should all just fuck off. Yeah. And she's kept you there for 10 minutes. She's, it's so good. It's the comic timing. It's, it's brilliant. It's, she has yeah, that great wonderful. gag about Shrek 3. Go on. Where she, she tells a long shaggy dog story and says, and then I watched Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Three. <laughs> times. <laughs> Like, fuck That you. is amazing. Rosie Jones. But this is Roly Jones, who may or may not be affiliated with our comedy chum. What does happen when an irresistible force meets an immovable object? I've got a good answer, but I'm curious about Wait, what so, you think. Wait, so, say the question. I got confused and halfway through and then I panicked. You used to think about Rosie Jones. Yeah, I was um, yeah. That's so sweet that in the middle of the question, you was worrying about answering it and you didn't listen to yeah. the end of the question. What does happen when an irresistible force is the wrong word? Because it's... a uh, What's the word? In, an unstoppable. An unstoppable yeah, force. Yeah, when an, when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Now, both of those things don't actually exist in real life. We're talking about physics. No. Nothing can't be moved and nothing can't be stopped. But, here's my answer. If something truly was unmovable, purely mathematically speaking, yeah. I'm really going to enjoy saying this because it makes me sound clever, right? If something's truly a truly unstoppable force meets a truly unmovable object then all that happens is the unstoppable force moves through that unmovable object <laughs> like a neutrino would. That's the thing that we, everyone thinks, oh, well, that impact. And the, No, if it's actually unstoppable, it means that nothing can stop it. So it yeah. has to find a way around, either around or through. And un- an unmovable means it can't be moved. So it just has an indefinite mass. So it goes so what through. You're... And at one point through. they become one. That's made it nice. But it also I've feels it to me like though. we're just being very pedantic about the word being used. I like am unstoppable. Yeah. Unstoppable is actually quite a, a finite thing mm. and people often confuse it. But mm. what if they didn't use the wrong word? What if they did mean irresistible? irresistible. And what if they're talking about oh, me and my lovely. career? I oh, am going to go with that. I That's like much that. better. Especially as the original question, not that, not to put any... any um, <laughs> Uh, whatchamacallit, disparagingness on Rowley Jones. Um, I, <laughs> you I, I, idiot. Rowley <laughs> fucking no, Rowley idiot Jones. Jones. I just, no. the, the, the physics, I was always very bad at physics at school. And even if you're being like metaphysical with it, 
the physicness of the question has really upset my brain and I don't like the question. Rowley, you've upset my guest. Aren't you one of the nation's like foremost (laughs) political satirists? Which takes like quite a quite an in-depth analysis of incredibly complex situations and then try to distill that for a a crowd of people to understand (laughs) and this I don't like science stuff. Not that I believe in science. I want that to be on the record. She's anti-vax. I believe in science. All right, so let's take it at face value. What happens when an irresistible force meets an immovable object? The question then is, Ruben, have you ever met something that you couldn't move? No, ask my audiences. There you go. Oh, I love it. So what happens when an irresistible force, i.e. Ruben K, meets an unmovable object? Wet slapping sound. (laughs) That is what happens. I'm still waiting for this Lovely. picture to come through. Nothing's oh, happened I, yet. I, I, well, now, you, now you've definitely asked. I've made it. Made <laughs> right. That's consent. Yeah. What I am waiting for is the 4G in this bomb shelter. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a very fancy bomb shelter, but you're right. It does. Well, we would survive in here. Yeah. We've got yeah, that's provisions good, you bought us. I'm not eating foods. brownies. I've got to get to my goal weight before the apocalypse. I've got to be thin for the end of the Why? world. So you're not have any Otherwise, of the I would die. You're not going to have any of the brownies you bought. Actually, no, I do want a brownie. Yeah, you I want a brownie, brownie now. Yeah, could I have a little shame brownie? Yeah, let's. Um, I'll tell you what we should do is make as much noise as possible. Rosie, do you want a? Is this? Thing? I've got. I've now got a little custard tart. I love it. Listeners oh of Transplaining, this is a new segment. What we call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I suspect. Uh, We've done some good quickfire questions. We've helped the world a little, little bit. It's yeah. been great. Um, if you want something transplained, email askjordan at off-script.co.uk or leave it in the review section of iTunes uh, when you give us five stars, which you will inevitably do. Let us move on now to Rubin Kay's tiny question. <laughs> <laughs> do you always say it like that? No. I got excited. <laughs> I think excited in general. You're like really nice people. I've had lovely people on, but when you get two, pl- I mean, everyone's been on, it's been nice, but it's, I don't get to hang out with either of you enough, especially you, Rosie, because yeah. we've met, no, no, my point being, we spent loads of time in Edinburgh, Ruben's together, and he's so nice to me, and I'm going to put this on record, if you hadn't been so nice to me, I don't think I'd have had quite as successful at Edinburgh as I had. You put me on oh. your show, loads of people saw it, you said nice things about me online and other things. It was great. That's you've been really nice to me. Oh, I owe you well a lot. Done, You're really, Ruben. really sweet. Um, <laughs> and Rosie, you've helped me understand the layout of modern politics, and that's helped me a lot as well. Thank you. You're <laughs> <laughs> My trick is I'll feed people brownies, and then I'll say something where they have to reply with a compliment, and they can't. It makes you seem like you're so altruistic and lovely, and me seem like I'm just taking me like, uh-huh, it's true. It's been... I made you. You did. You made you. <laughs> um, do you have a tiny little question for us, Ruben Kay? I do, but... Why are you still eating <laughs> I do, but... This is why I said I couldn't eat a brownie. Because I don't... See, I'm I, like a I've, lemming. Um, I've saved mine and um, it's staring at me. Rosie's so got hers in her cheeks like a yeah, hand. Take, yeah. it, take it away from me. Rosie's got the trick. Uh, it's not my first that radio. I'm going brownie. I've got not much more questions. <laughs> well, no, I know much more questions. Great. I'll tell you what you should do. Is say it with a mouthful of brownie. Yeah. <laughs> when will James... <laughs> Right. It's so gluey. <laughs> and the question is, like, you really need to enunciate as well yeah. to get it. Go on. Jump. The small question from Rubin K is... When will James Cameron release the butthole edit of Avatar <laughs> 2, The Way of Water? Amazing. Right, okay. Bigger the question than we thought. Yeah. Now, let's... Is that a small question? I don't think it is. It's no. three and a half hours and I didn't see one Navi butthole. <laughs> no. Do you quite... 
this is a podcast all about openness and honesty. Yeah. So I'm going to say it on record. I quite like blue people quite a lot. Like in a in a sexy way, yeah. I think like Smurfs. Nice. Not, I mean, a Smurf is less anthropomorphic than a. What person. other blue people are there? Like apart from Avatar, like and, um, and Smurfs. the Mystique from the X Men. Oh yeah, yes. really good. Yes. and also uh, there's another blue one in something <laughs> that I like. Oh, that music video by Around the World. No blue, double D double. Sorry, it is dark punk, but it's the. One more time, and it's still oh, blue, yeah. and they play oh, guitars yes, and trumpets. Oh, you know what? That is a really good music yeah, video. What about the that. video it's got a whole clip? Story for, to it. What about the video clip for um, "Freak" by Silverchair, a Aussie band? Oh, I'm a freak yeah. of nature, and they're all in a really hot sweat box, mm. and their sweat's being collected to be injected into beautiful women, and the beautiful women get more and more alien and blue as they get. Yeah, I love this. I've never. I don't even. Also, blues are really flattering light. Like when you want to look yeah. good on stage, whack a blue light, like a, a full blue on you. Mm. Yeah, and you look gorgeous. So when people are blue, it's very amazing. I like it a lot, and I've. I'd be quite curious about sort of sexual relations with anyone that's dressed like a sort of a alien. Yeah. Mm. I quite like that. Is this There's where you pro- bring in buckets of blue paint and orange <laughs> pots and we just start <laughs> whacking it off? Time for um, there are three cameras here and they are ready for yeah. this. So that was that was a disclosure from me just yeah. to offer some honesty. Uh, Rosie, would you like to see the butthole uh, edit of Avatar. Is I that mean, something yes, you'd be interested in? I haven't seen the non-butthole edit oh, yet. Oh, so you've got no context. So I've okay. got no context. But I, I've heard, obviously, I've heard about it. And the, there was the same thing with cats. Do you remember? There was going to be a butthole version oh, of yeah. cats. Because none of them had butthole. Yeah, the first thing you think is whiskers. Second, you think is little yeah, little buttholes. Really, that's your priority. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm swapped. Other way around. I'm swapped. I'd like because I want them to be walking away from me. I'm very allergic to cats. Yeah, and I feel like I'm. I feel like cats gaslight you into a relationship. They are. They're very manipulative. I like them because I like manipulative things. <laughs> I only uh, like it in men. They are. I don't like it in my pets. I need the unwarranted and unfailing faithful love I like of the, a dog. I like, the, I like the neediness that it, it, it exudes in you. Exudes in me. Oh, come back. Oh, please. Well, we just, oh, had, um, we just had Rachel Paris and Robert Diamond on the last episode. And Rachel Paris says she's a cat person. And it was very aggressive about it. No, oh. dog person. Dog my person. bad. Dog person. She's a dog person. Yeah. Don't get that wrong. No, that no. She's and got she's, a sniper she's outside. Out there. She's, she's in. Got, she's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's really serious about it. Um, I'm really overselling that. She was alright. She she just made a point of telling me. Um, so, do you have cats? Uh, no, I don't have any pets. Uh, but I would. I love. I do. I love dogs and cats. So you've not. I'd love. But yeah. I'd like a cat. I'd really like a cat. Dogs are quite needy. I used to live with somebody who was a dog walker, and sometimes he'd have dogs to board, and I realised what a pain they can be. Mm. They are so dependent on you. They're you like, where are you going? Like, why are you going? Where cats like, a, like fuck off. A gre- <laughs> <laughs> something like a greyhound, or um, uh, I think it's, it's called. I think it's called a silky. A, sel- a silky, selkie. selkie, a selkie. Selkie, that- don't no selkies are, are, are the seals that turn into women. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that yeah, what you meant? <laughs> go on. I'm sorry, I doubted Down you. Down in pet world, you'll be fine. No, um, a, a greyhound is like a. They're just very independent dogs. You just need one yeah. run, and then they sleep, and all that kind of thing. They're a great dog, and if you paint one blue. Looks like one of the avatars. All oh, what a link stuff. If that turns out to be the butthole edit, and the it's all just edit. dogs, it's just painted blue dogs. How do we know that that's not what Avatar is? How do we know we didn't just watch four hours exactly of of Maori culture being <laughs> fucking ripped off and put on 
Greyhounds it's painted blue. This is the best conspiracy. Because I've it's so high heard. definition. Yeah. You're like you're not even sure what you're looking at. You're like, Whoa, blue. Oh, it's got I just, a little What also shat me is everyone went on about because I saw it and I hated it. Oh, so I was okay. like loved it. I was just like, oh, but he's created a beautiful No, he hasn't. It's all based on things that exist in Earth. He's just like mm, added antenna on it. Yeah. He's just, and yet he's taken away the buttholes. And he's taken away the how dare you? you take with one hand and give, give with the another. Other. The moment where the whale turns to a blue pregnant Kate Winslet who is also doing a Bella Lugosi accent and the whale <laughs> says to Kate Winslet how is your baby doing I checked out <laughs> you're like no no I will not have this and then there's a oh, Kate Winslet got to had to hold her breath underwater for seven minutes which is a world record I'm like does the bitch know it's CGI <laughs> <laughs> It's not real. Water is very expensive to do, though, isn't it? On screen, so it's like it's expensive to film and expensive to make in CGI. So maybe that was the cheapest option. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. (laughs) Well, this is all about transplaining. (laughs) If your question is why did Kate Winslet try so hard, because it saves a bit of money. Learn how to breathe. Love. Imagine if it was like, oh, hey, we just want to save a bit of money. Can you not die? In this very dangerous situation, he is seven minutes underwater. Hold it. Go. I love it. He just keeps on putting her in awful situations. We're going to throw tons of... But as you say, un- unneeded. He's, trying to, he's been trying to drown Kate Winslet for 10 <laughs> to 15 years. Unbelievable. <laughs> that scene where she's like, Jack, that's not even in the script. No. She's really clinging she's... onto that board. <laughs> she was supposed to be gone way earlier Leonardo DiCaprio did die, and ever since, it's been he's been CGI. The end of that script is Leonardo DiCaprio surfing off on a board. And it's... And she, but she just slowed it all down. It yeah. turned into a tragedy. It's supposed to be a laugh. Oh, God. And she did that. She does with all the films. The Reader, no laughs in The Reader. That is, that is a very laugh-free film. Yeah. And again, about Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to Always Nazis. comes That's back the to the Nazis. Now. Rosie, have you ever had... To... Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. No, I like that. Rosie. Hold. Rosie. Have you ever had to do anything dangerous for your career, like not die in water? I Actually, it's funny. I did a play once where I had to hide under a bath, a full a bath full of water, while the audience came in, and I had a little tube so I could breathe. It was really oh. scary, and it was quite a dirty bath. I mean, deliberately, like it had sort of leaves and stuff flowing in it. So, well, they were all coming in, and I was trying to breathe through this tube. And I remember once when we were practicing it, something got one of the leaves got stuffed in the tube, and I had to like come out. Oh, and it was awful. That. So you had to come. You know, you don't want to come out prematurely. Yeah. <laughs> You really like that a lot, and I love how much you loved it. Your little face laughing at that joke has been my favourite thing I've seen all morning. That's harrowing. I'm. I feel that's yeah, odd. Yeah. Where was this play? It was actually. It was. It was when I was at drama school, and um, yeah. it was a direct, a really good director, and he sort of um, was it though? the actors to try. When he tried to Kate Winslet you. <laughs> he did try to Kate Winslet. Was it James me. Cameron? It was James Cameron. <laughs> he came into our drama school and he went you. I want you for this little play. That's nice. <laughs> and I went, what about a film, James? Just yeah. a little film. You'll be an Avatar film. 12. Don't you worry about Come it. Can you imagine we've got, want. we've got five more? Oh, no, oh, I didn't God. know that. Oh, it's so silly. And I paid, I paid 37 quid to see it at Leicester Square. 37 quid? That is 72 Australian dollars. 37 to quid? Watch four hours of action fuck smurfs. No. Wait, wait, hang on. Is... Australian dollars twice UK pounds. Basically, yeah. I've just found out that I'm getting paid 
a quarter of what I thought I was getting paid to go to the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> no, oh, to the uh, Melbourne Comedy Fest. <laughs> I did the math the wrong way around. I was like, wow, this is going to, I'm quitting. Um, <laughs> Would you do you suspect perhaps an answer to your question? Why is there not uh, when will James Cameron release the butthole end of av- of Avatar? I suspect when it's cheap to, enough to do it. Yeah, and if he can drown a couple of Kate that's on the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's a niche answer to your question, Surely but that's what just, me and Rosie have he, come up with. He could just go on Fiverr. Can't yeah. And just ask some guy on Fiverr to whack a couple of elastic bands on these people. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just whack a couple of balloon knots on these warriors, please, for Ruben? I love Kate. that expression so much, little balloon. But knot. maybe some of the sequels, maybe the final, the fifth film, will have the butthole. Return of the butthole. <laughs> Return of the butthole. And then it'll be a storyline. They'll be just, like, "What is that? What is? How do they speak in Avatar? Do they go? What is? That? Let's not do it. Let's not try. What is that on your bottom?" <laughs> and that will be that will be a whole plot point to the. There you go. There you yeah, go. that is a lovely yeah, um, way around. It'll be, it'll have the bioluminescence on it too, and they'll connect it to the wishing tree or something. Oh, oh a little oh, hair thing going beautiful. in a little bum. I'm up for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's made it so much that's, more sweet. That's really um, nice. I would like to at this juncture say a, th- <laughs> a huge thank you <laughs> to you, Ruben Kay, and to you, Rosie Holt. Thank you. Thank you so much both for coming on my podcast. Ruben sent me a. A dick pic, but it's just a picture of a Smurf, <laughs> and I don't know how he knew exactly what I wanted to see. That's, that's my real penis. If you have, it, if you there have, there's not a lot one, of blood flow. If you have, so one, I'll look, it, I'll look it on the next podcast. Don't you worry, you got all the time in the world. Now, uh, you can find out about Rubin at rubink.com and at rubinkofficial on social media. You've got gigs coming up down under, which is Australia and that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you happen to live there or you love him so much, like I do, that you're willing to coincide your holiday or business trip to go there. Tell me some things that you're doing to the oh nation. My God. So I'm going to... Um, ah, fuck! <laughs> I've got World Pride yes. in Sydney and I'm hosting Opera Up Late at the Sydney Opera House. Oh, wow. And I'm getting to play in the Opera Australia costume uh, warehouse. So I'm coming on in all of these amazing um, opera costumes. I'm doing a couple of solo shows at the Bondi Pavilion. I'm doing Perth Comedy Fest, Sydney Comedy Fest, Melbourne Comedy Fest, um, Sydney Comedy Fest, did I say that already? Probably Adelaide Fringe. And then I'm doing a whole bunch of other things. Just go to my website. And then I'm going to be coming for the Edinburgh Fringe. Beautiful. We can have some fun. I'll be doing more London dates. Very, very very nice. We shall keep you up to date with those. You can find out more about Rosie Holt at rosieholt.co.uk. She has a tour coming up in March with a show called The Woman's Hour. Find at Rosie Holt on the old Twitter. It's going to be good. Yeah, so at Rosie is a Holt on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) My bad. At Rosie is a Holt. (laughs) Thank you. Rosie is a Holt. Thank you very much. The Woman's Hour. And it's all funny and good. And that funny you're probably funny. I really, really like what you do. I'm gonna, we should, I want to hang out more with you, please. Yes, please, that's all right. Transplaining is an off script production produced by Ben Backhouse and executive producer Louise Berry. I'm Jordan Gray, Rosie Holt. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's nice that you did that, Ruby and Kay. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you for listening. This has been a podcast, what we've done together with our mouths and brains. Hold up. 